there's no mom manual. We all know that. So this is the place you want to be. To laugh, to learn, to share, to join. The moms couldn't be more different, but best friends, partners, and now family. Melissa is happily married. Denise is happily divorced. And they're parenting worlds apart. Their thoughts on many things, complete opposite. Complete opposite. Grab your friends and join the moms. Here's Denise and Melissa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's just Denise again. I think if you've been listening, you know that our summers are a little crazy uh, here because Melissa, we have Melissa's family all over. And so she's in St. Louis and she's in Canada and I'm holding down the fort here in New York. And uh, it's been a great but crazy summer. And uh, it's only... I feel like, I mean, here in New York, we don't start school until September, but I think across the country, a lot of you are just beginning to get ready. School starts, but but here we are. We have still a summer left, a whole month of it, basically, with, with our kids here in New York. So for those of you that are getting ready to go back to school, we uh, wish you the best of luck. We'll have some moms do your homework tips at the end of the show that hopefully will help you if you're still in the mix. And uh, one of the ways that we like to help is by sharing and thanking one of our partners for the show. As a busy parent, it's hard to find time and energy to make sure you're eating well and eating right. Sunbasket makes it easy to cook healthy, delicious meals so you and your family can eat better, feel better, and skip the grocery store at the same time. Sunbasket offers paleo, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family options, and more. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce and responsibly raised meats and seafood. Everything is pre-measured and easy to prepare. You can get a healthy and delicious meal on the table in about 30 minutes. There's something for every healthy journey and every busy lifestyle. Here's what we want you to do. Go to sunbasket.com slash moms to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash moms for $35 off sunbasket.com slash moms. So hopefully as you are preparing to go back to school, maybe you want to try something new. And I think last week on the show, I mentioned that I was going to do a list for every meal of every day. And this is, this is a nice way to start. So I'll I'll probably, hopefully be starting with Sunbasket soon as well. We have a really fun show for, for all the moms and dads out there who grew up with watching Freaky Friday, or there's been a few different versions of it because it's a kind of movie that just goes with every generation and just works and it's fun and easy and just a nice story. So there's a new Freaky Friday coming out on the Disney Channel on August 10th, and we hosted a Mamarazzi event with two of their stars and, and their producer, Heidi Blickenstaff and Cozy Zulsdorp. They are the stars of the film, and they are going to be joining us later on the show, and they just had some really fun things to say, and so I think it's a great kind of mom, daughter, parent, child movie, and I watched it three times already, and uh, I can't wait to watch it with my boys when they are both back home. And so Heidi and Cozy will offer some fun uh, mom and set tips. And so they'll be joining us soon. Uh, so my, my summer has sort of ended because my older son came home from camp. Um, he was away for six weeks. And so now it's like the transition period back. And I'm sure any time... Any kid goes away, whether it's a night or two nights or a week or, in my case, six weeks. There's always a transition back. And there's always the question of, 
how much do you need to schedule? And so my son happens to be the kind of kid that likes to be busy all the time. And so we planned something and he was supposed to go to class, a baseball class every day. And then of course he got there and, you know, because I think everyone's summer schedules are so different. It really wasn't the right mix of kids because he's 13 and the kids were eight and nine. So that was yesterday. So now we're kind of winging it. We're, and I just said to myself, you know what, Denise, day by day, because we live in New York city. It's not like he can just easily just go out and run around in the backyard. And, and I don't know if the city life makes it harder for teenagers because you know if you live in a a, a suburb or a town across the country I, I don't know i it's like a debate in my head i'm going back and forth all the time would, would it be easier if he could just run outside and find friends on the corner and go to the playground so so i just told myself day by day and and the best part about it is that he he knows that he can't just sit home and and he gets bored and he likes to be active and doing things and so he, you know, we went through a list of, of all the things that he could possibly do. And uh, he said, you know, I'd really like to help to, to work. And obviously he's too young to work. So I said, well, why don't you text a friend? We have a friend who has his own company. And he did. And he texted a friend. So he's going to help out in the office this afternoon. So I'm so proud of him for really recognizing that he knows that he's not the kind of kid that can just sit home all day and watch TV or play video games. And, and by the way, I think sometimes that's okay, uh, as long as it's not an everyday thing. So so my son is, is going to help somebody in the office today. So I'm very excited. It's kind of his first day working. Uh, so there's a lot of firsts today. I also had my first day back at SoulCycle. If you've been listening, you, you may know that I had surgery about six weeks ago. I had my ovaries and my tubes out and you're not allowed to work out after surgery. And so it's hard because it's like such an adjustment because working out for me is not only just obviously to stay in shape and to feel healthy, it's, you know, I wanna look good. And it also is about the community. I love to go to SoulCycle and, you know, you it's like, it's, it's kind of like cheers. Like you see people, you say hello, it's a nice community. And also the music, you know, there's something about music I think that really helps throughout the day. And so I didn't have any of this for the past six weeks. And then when you're not, when you're out of your routine, you start to fall into a new routine. And the new routine is lazy. You know, it's not lazy because it's, you know, I was recovering from surgery, but for me, it feels lazy. And so then you get lazy. And so I probably really could have gone back last week, but you know, life takes over. My son was coming home. You know, you just make excuse. I have work to do. Oh, I want to sleep that extra hour. And so today I got myself back and I am so glad that I did. I literally like had to really welcome myself back into this new, new routine because you just get so complacent. And so I'm patting myself on the back right now for getting myself back to something I love, but you know, it's just hard to, to just get back. You get used to things. And so I did that today and it felt great. And now I'm signing up for tomorrow again, just because I feel like you need to stay in the routine. And so whether it be that, or I actually went for a bike ride also, which I have not done in literally 20 years. Uh, I was on a little getaway last weekend and they had bikes at the hotel. And I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And so 
we took bikes to breakfast every morning and to dinner at night, and it was so great. It reminded me, it's like something new, kind of, but it's something old. And so I thought to myself, wow, you know, in so many cities around the country, not just here in New York, they have the city bikes or they have different systems where there's bikes on the corner and you can just rent a bike and you don't have to own one and you don't have to store it in your apartment or your house. And so I thought, wow, I live in New York City and there's bikes literally on almost every corner that all you need is a credit card to slide into the machine and pop a bike out. And it's a couple dollars and it's just worth it. So I wound up taking a ride probably about I don't know, five or 10 miles. And it, by myself, it felt so great to do something like that by myself. And I had music going and just enjoying the beauty. You know, it's like, I love to travel and I take my kids whenever I can to different cities and places. And we do tours and we love to learn about that, the city and go on you know, different kinds of excursions. And I'm thinking, wow, well, I live in New York City and I've never done this before. So again, patting myself on the back. I don't know. I think it's like the week of getting myself back into life and trying new things. And and I am enjoying every minute of it. And now my younger son doesn't know how to ride a bike. So my goal for the end of the summer is to teach him so that we can all do it together. So that's really what's been going on in my world. And uh, I had a great time speaking with Heidi Blickenstaff and Cozy Zulsdorf from Freaky Friday. And again, the, the show comes out on the Disney Channel on August 10th. So here they are. Mama Razzi is a live town hall event series that provides moms and media with the access to celebrities. Listen for yourself. Listen for yourself. Here's Denise and Melissa. So, tell everybody here, what was the best part about being in this film? I know it's your first film. No, that was the best part. <laughs> that I, I come from the Broadway world, and I've done like several Broadway shows, and we had actually been working on the theatrical version of this show, and while we were working on it, Disney Channel came to see it and said, we want to make that into a movie, and for some crazy reason, I got to keep my part. And it's my very first movie ever. Come on, guys. Crazy, right? And that was thrilling to like, you know, I'm I'm not a kid anymore, and so at this point in my life to be learning a brand new skill was really exciting. I think that's the best part. You yeah. know, we always talk about um, women, especially this room, as a lot of moms who want to change careers or try yeah. something new at a different point in their life. And yeah. so really, this is another example that that's possible. No, totally. And, you know, not only, I mean, it's, you know, the same, I'm, I'm still acting, but it's just a, a very different muscles that you end up using. And um, and now I would love to do it more and more. Yeah. Oh, you'll do it more. <laughs> For <laughs> sure you'll do it more. So not your first film. No. No. And you wrote one of the songs? Yeah, the, the song that opens the movie. That's amazing. Thank you. Did you have you always wanted to write? Are you always writing? Yeah. How did that come about? I've I released a lot of music and I've uh, been a writer on all of it. And uh, I actually in I was in the Dolphin Tail movies, which is another no. movie for families. And uh, <laughs> Dolphin Tail Two, I wrote the song for the end credits of that one. So I had already had a little bit of experience in this world, and so it was such an honor to be able to write the, the opening song for our movie. That is so exciting. So for the kids in the room, because I think we have a lot of kids who want to be performers or are performers or are singers or we have a dancer, what would you tell them about how to get to where you are? 
Oh gosh, just uh, just continue to do what you love every day. I mean, a piece of advice that I've never uh, forgotten was that you can be out of professional work at the moment, but if you're always honing your craft and working on it, you are always working. Like, you're never out of work if you're always doing something you love and being creative and pushing yourself creatively. So uh, that's really all that I did. And, um, you know, I, I auditioned, but I also was in community theater, and that's a great place to start to find out if you really love doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to open it up to our audience. So I know you kids haven't seen the film yet, but I think you know the story or have seen another one. So who's got a question? Okay, we'll start with you and then maybe we'll go to some kids. Can you lead us through the journey uh, from it being a musical and trying to get it to Broadway to it now being on film? Sure. About... Um, uh, about two years ago, actually it goes back even further than that, but I'll tell it fast. Broadway musicals take years and years and years to make. It's very unusual for a show to be on Broadway six months later. They can take five years, nine years, 15 years. And Freaky Friday, the musical, started its you know first writing phases uh, like six years ago, six or seven years ago, something like that. And um, Disney Theatricals here in New York City, who's responsible for Lion King, Mary Poppins, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, all the musicals you love, Newsies, Frozen. Um, they were interested in making this property into a musical, and uh, uh, we worked on it years and years ago, had a, a loose table read, sang some songs, and then they kind of stepped back for a second and... Uh, and wanted to retell the story in a different way and and it took more time and eventually they got their team together Bridget Carpenter our brilliant book writer who also wrote the screenplay for the film Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie who are Pulitzer Prize winning composer lyricist team who wrote Next to Normal they were our composer lyricist team and they are the best um, and Chris Ashley was our director who recently won a Tony for Come From Away on Broadway He's a brilliant director. Anyway, they, they got the team together and we started really working on it. And um, that means like the script starts to get written, it, things get thrown out, songs get written, songs get thrown out, characters get written, characters get thrown out. And slowly but surely, we built this musical. And as uh, like you do, you start trying it out in different cities. And Disney was trying to Disney Theatricals was trying to figure out what they wanted to do with it. If they wanted it to go straight to licensing to regional theaters and high schools across America, or if it was going to be a Broadway show, they weren't exactly sure what they wanted to do with it. But we were building it, and that's when Disney Channel came and saw it. And Disney Channel, in our kind of mid-process, we were at the La Jolla Playhouse in California, such a beautiful place to work. And Disney Channel is in Burbank, not too far from La Jolla, came to see it. And, um, and they liked it and said, we're going to make that movie. And um, that's where we are in the process. And who knows what's next? You know, I think this movie's going to happen. And... There are regional productions of it also happening right now. They're like they're making a 90-minute musical version of our movie yeah. to be done in high schools, wow. which is going to be so awesome. Maybe yeah. you're going to be doing it at your schools, um, which would be super fun. Um, and then we'll see. Well, you know, it's not the end of the story yet. Maybe it'll be back in this town before you know it. 
Freaky Fridays Forever. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. Freaky Fridays Forever. Okay, both of you guys, and then Emily. Okay. One, two, three. Yes, the hourglass does, for sure. Um, and when you look back, the, the whole Chinese restaurant and the, that whole thing was a little bit like, you know what, it's 2018, we're going to kind of bring, in, bring new life into that. Um, and so, yes, it's, it's a different thing. And actually, it's even more meaningful than you kind of can infer from the movie in that um, my dad has passed away in the movie, and so Catherine is a single mom, and she's about to get remarried. And Ellie doesn't really know how she feels about that. She hasn't really accepted it, and she doesn't really want to let her stepdad in quite yet because she still misses her dad so much. And this hourglass that you see in the movie, it was a gift from her dad. So it's really, really important to her. And as you see Catherine and Ellie fight, Ellie happens to be holding the hourglass. And so what we like to imagine is that when we switch bodies, it's kind of Ellie's dad looking out for his girls and saying, you know what, you need to see life in each other's shoes to be able to figure it out. Um, and so, yes, the hourglass is a huge part of that. And fun fact, uh, which you'll see in the blooper reel, it glows pink. That's a the, so the sand. Cool the it's sparkly and glows pink. But, you know, that didn't happen when we shot it. It didn't? So, I know. What? what? You still needed to have the pink glow on our faces because you can't really get that in post. So there were two light bulbs in the hourglass, and when I would hold it, if we were holding it like this, the part that you could not see, there was a huge black wire that they taped to my arm, down my dress, and down my leg, and then the wire would just go off screen. And she looked like a it. cyborg. Yeah, and then after every take, I'd turn around and go, I'm a robot! Yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good awesome. stuff. Emily. A lot of parts were fun for me because every day I was I got to make a movie and I don't do that I hadn't done that before so every day I was like oh today's the day I get to drive the car I get to drive in this movie and I get to like go up on a curb and eat a donut while I'm doing it like I, you know every day was I was like a kid in a candy store because um, you know I got to be on a movie set and I don't know, when I was your age, I had Broadway dreams. I had dreams of what it would be like to be backstage at a Broadway theater and like getting costumes made for me and like those were my dreams. But I didn't even dream movie dreams. And so to be, I literally get choked up thinking about it. So to be in that environment and to like have like, to go to a trailer and have like a hair and makeup team and like talk to them and you played such great music every morning. Like every part of it is really crystallized for me because it was, it was so dreamy. Like I got to make a movie, that was the best part. Aww, I love that. <laughs> me too. Um, my favorite part, there were a couple of scenes that were particularly fun. Uh, the most improv I did in the movie was the scene where Catherine in Ellie's body, so me, but playing the mom, meets Ellie's crush in high school, and she does not know how to respond because she's feeling butterflies in her stomach, and she Ellie's can't think straight, and she's going, I, I'm, I am a 40-year-old woman. Why am I feeling this way about a high school boy? You're sweet. <laughs> I'm 40. And so, anyway, 
Uh, Ricky He, who plays my love interest, he is so funny, and you're gonna love him. You're gonna so be obsessed with oh, him. Uh, and so cute. he could make me laugh. So a lot of the blooper reel is just us doing that scene because uh, we had so much fun. And actually, Susan, you have a cool story about the interview that you just did about Ricky. Oh, well, R Ricky um, is—he's Chinese Canadian. He um, came in for the role of Carl, who's a sidekick. And when I saw him, I saw a leading man. He's cute, he could sing like a charm, and um, I saw him as Adam. He's a leader, you know? Yeah. He's this handsome, sings in, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just said, I thought he came in for the wrong role. He shouldn't be the sidekick. Why shouldn't he be the lead? And Disney Channel felt the same way, and after they saw his tape, they sent him a ticket to come from Vancouver to Los Angeles to audition. So he came to Los Angeles to audition, and um, he had great chemistry with you, Cozy. Yeah, right away. You guys right met in the lobby, yeah. and you started rehearsing the scene, and then you came in and just like blew us all away. You guys were amazing together. They had great chemistry, and they were adorable together. And there were other very, very cute, talented guys who yeah. were up for the role. And um, I believe he's the first Chinese um, Chinese Canadian, Chinese North American, um, male lead in a Disney Channel movie. That's awesome. So I'm really awesome. pleased. Which, as it's, crazy, it, it first breaks yeah. my heart that that has never happened before, Ooh. and secondly, makes us really proud of our movie and just like, yeah, we, we have that should have happened sooner. And proud and happy for Ricky. And and yeah. Disney Channel recognized him right away as leading yeah. man when they saw the tape, and they said yes, and yeah. and brought him in. But he lost his voice in the audition for singing. He could not sing. Now Ricky's like what? 22. He's 22. He's 22 years old. He's a grown man, but he could not sing the song. And our head, our music producer, was going, "What are we going to do? The guy is really cute. He's really talented, but he can't sing." And I said, "He can sing. He really can sing." And I think it was our director. It was either our director or Steve Vincent, the music producer and executive, who said, "Do you write music, Ricky? Do you?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I do. I, I sing sort of R&B." And everybody went, yeah, right. And, and he, whoever it was said, well, could you sing one of your own songs? So he sang one of his own songs. I'm just keeping it G here. It was very, very romantic, shall we say, the song. And so I was like, oh, no, no, that's not Disney Channel. And the Disney Channel executives, the female executives, are going, yes. <laughs> Nikita. And he said, everybody was like, oh. I, I, was, I, I was like, our executive was like, yes, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and, oh and, and Ricky's like, Ricky there tells the story later, and he's laughing. It was yeah. hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He got the role. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys will be there tonight, so you'll get to see him. Okay, let's take Gia and one more. Say again? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, first of all, we all love Disney, right? Like, I, I grew up going to the parks and loving the movies so much. And one of my very first Broadway shows was doing The Little Mermaid here in town. And, like, to actually do a Disney movie was so dreamy for reasons that you can all guess. Like, it's so fun to be involved in something like that. But above and beyond that, the Disney company takes the best care of you, and it's filled with the nicest, most wonderful 
people that keep you safe, that keep you f well fed, make sure you're hydrated. They take very good care of you and they, you know, because it is a family company, and this, I promise I'm not exaggerating, there is always a vibe of we take care of each other, we take care of our people, we want to make sure that you are happy and healthy, yeah. and it's never like, good luck, good luck getting to set, you know, hope yeah. you know your lines. There's always support, and you know, every facet of this was um, super dreamy because of that. Yeah, and I, I've been working for Disney since I was 13, so it's coming up on seven years wow. in, in different capacities on different shows, and the, like, the thread through all of that experience was trying out for every Disney Channel original movie that you've probably ever seen. And, you know, no, 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 it's not the right time, it's not the right time. And so to finally be here and to be in a DCOM is truly my dream coming true. Especially the moment where I got to say, hi, I'm Cozy and you're watching Disney Channel. And do you know how serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much to Heidi Blickenstaff, Cozy Zulsdorf, and executive producer Susan Kartsonis. The show comes out on August 10th, and I just love the part where we talked about if you could switch places with one of your parents, what would you do? And then they asked me, actually, and, uh, and I said I wanted to work. Shocking, huh? So um, anyway, that was our really fun Mamarazzi event with Freaky Friday. And to see more about that, you can go to themoms.com. And as always, I love to end on the Moms Do Your Homework. And last week I, I spoke about how I was going to do a food list. And I think at the beginning of the show, I mentioned that also. And what I realize now that my son is home, I think it's also so important to, to post not only that list, but a lot of different lists not a lot maybe you choose like three but i wrote down i was going as i mentioned to soul cycle this morning and my son was staying home alone and i said to him i said you know i have to work today so i don't want you to interrupt me every 20 minutes saying what can we do what can we can we go somewhere can i eat can i have a snack so i made a list for him of things that he couldn't do in the apartment by himself so that he doesn't have to ask me. Sometimes it's just nice to have that little list. And I wrote, let's, let's do it together. Watch TV, watch a movie, play a video game, go make music, go write a song, go take a walk around the block. It was just, it's so simple, but this way he doesn't have to ask me every 20 minutes, every 30 minutes. He doesn't have to interrupt me. I can say, just go look at your list because sometimes kids need to be reminded they just need to be reminded. And so that is my mom's do your homework today. Make a list of things that your kids can do independently. And this way they don't have to ask you, interrupt you, and they will just get into the routine. And we're still working on that list, but it was a great start. So that is my advice or help for you this week. And have a great week. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>